Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A former Terranure College teacher and rugby coach, John McLean, for decades abused his position of trust to molest nearly two dozen pupils at a Dublin school. Now, last Thursday, McLean, 76 years of age, to Parrell's Cross, Dublin, was sentenced to eight years in prison. I know. After pleading guilty to charges of indecently assaulting 23 pupils between 1973 and 1990, that's all we know about. And we spoke to one of the survivors today, and uh, Damien Heatherington. 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 I, Damien, I know you listen to the show all the time, and I really apologise, but we've myself and uh, Ashling today as well, we were talking about, it's a difficult one to get out in one go, Damien, isn't it? Anyway, Damien Heatherington um, said McLean's abuse had been covered up and the dogs in the street were barking about it for 30 years and yet nothing was done and Damien of course was delighted after he spoke outside the court and heard the sentencing but it may not be a conscious decision by many judges or in this case in particular but it's almost a given that older people get lower sentencing and that's in many cases the judge will say it's a mitigating circumstance and the sentence was effectively equivalent to what they call whole life tariff that's what the term they use in legal terms. In other words, the likelihood um, of being, uh, being that the defendants would die before they had completed the full sentence. In such cases, at first instance or on appeal, a medical report appears to be essential. Ideally, this should set out the offender's current health, prognosis and likely effect of imprisonment. And that's normally what's presented to a judge. Not always visually in front of a jury and everything else, but that's normally what the judge is given. The likelihood of the person seeing out the sentence. So, for example... The argument is, is if you're, say, 30 years of age and I give you a 10-year sentence, you get out of jail probably when you're 38 and good behaviour. You'll be out two years before that. And you won't do the full 10 years. Now, you're still only 38. You're still a young man or a young woman. And you've still got a whole lot of your life left. Whereas if you're 75 and I give you a 10-year sentence, that time is more valuable to you because you don't have as long left in your life. So, in other words, it's of greater punishment. That's the argument. But there are many people who disagree with that and they say it shouldn't matter. That's the sentence. The same way as if you're a young person, they do make exceptions under mitigating grounds, that you're a young person, maybe not mature enough to understand the nature of the crime, and they reduce the sentence. But leave aside the young people for the moment. Let's focus on the older people. There was an argument uh, not so long ago about a Nazi soldier who was in court in Germany, and he was 95 and they gave him a five-year sentence for his war crimes. Uh, mind you, he used the famous line that's been quoted quite a lot nowadays. I was just following orders. Hey, yeah. Anyway, he was 95 and he got a five-year sentence. And a lot of people said at the time that he shouldn't have been sentenced uh, to jail. And I remember we had a survivor of the Holocaust on the air who said, not that she forgave him, but that she had understanding and she believed he shouldn't have gone to jail at 95 years of age. It was too late to send him to jail. He would die in jail, essentially. He's not going to probably live to be over 100, most likely, and see the light of day again. So, But some people would say, well, he should get a 30-year sentence. And even if he died after four or five, it's still a 30-year sentence, the same way as if somebody was 30 years of age, they would have got a 30 or 40-year sentence for the crime that he committed or the crimes that he was accused of committing. So does it matter what age you are? So realistically, between 18 and 65 is probably the worst time to commit a crime when it comes to sentencing. The question is, should age be a mitigating circumstance in sentencing? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Peter. How you doing, Niall? Peter, should age be a mitigating circumstance? Not a hope. The things that that man done with the authority he was given and the lives that he destroyed, the 10 or... 20, or I don't know exactly how many it was. 23. 23. He has destroyed 23 people's lives. Then people have had to go to bed with nightmares since they were young. Then men have probably had to go to psychiatrists um, to so many different uh, parts. Well, we heard Damien today talk about his lack of confidence and insecurities and stuff like that that it's created in his life. Yeah, and then yeah. I'd say some of the ones that haven't come out have probably drink problems, drug problems, and he should have got 
eight years for every single person that he offended. It's an absolute joke in this country when, or like, I, won't, I don't want to get off the topic, but priests and people in authority and teachers and the, the sentences that are given for raping somebody or molesting somebody is absolutely disgraceful. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm asking the question, I suppose, generally, and not just about this case. I know we're all disgusted at the fact that somebody would get eight years. And if this person was only 40 years of age, he probably would have got a lot more. Um, but I'm sure there was evidence presented in court. Now, I don't know whether I, I wasn't in the court, but I'm sure evidence may have been presented to the judge about his medical history and, you know, the effectiveness of, of jail to him and his likelihood of serving the whole sentence. But, it is a mitigating circumstance normally in any sentencing, you know, the age. Because realistically, and it is a fact, that five years of... How old are you, Peter? Sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm 38. Okay, I'm 57. Five years of my life is more valuable than five years of yours. Because yeah. I have less time left in this world than you. Okay. Hopefully. But that, that <laughs> doesn't take away the fact of the hurt and pain that the man No, no, absolutely not. 23 people. I, by the way, I'm only giving you the counter-argument. I'm not agreeing with it. So yeah. I'm, just, I'm just giving you the counter-argument. That, and that's the argument that's used in court. That, you know, does somebody deserve to stay in, uh, basically in jail till the day they die, particularly when they're elderly and they get a long sentence? No, they should, they should get exactly what they deserve. Eight years for every person that they, they, they touched. And it was known years ago. He was known for it. It, people said it, brought it up, and nothing ever happened. And now that it comes to court, ends up in court, it's, he's so old now that he can only do a certain amount of time. Let the man rot in prison. And well, 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 let, someone, let, let's, let's move away from this case if I can. Let's say somebody who commits an act of fraud. Let's say, you know, a yeah. solicitor. There was two solicitors today, actually, the news that committed an act of fraud. So let's yeah. say an act of fraud, okay? And... Let's say one person is 40 and one person is 82 and they both commit yes. the same crime. Should they both go to jail for exactly the same amount of time? Of course they should. They both done the same same crime, same time. Mm. I, I, you know, I, I'm taking away the, the abuse out of this because I think we're all appalled by you know anybody who's involved in sexual abuse of children. But And I'm not saying fraud is, is a good thing either. By the way. There's obviously victims to fraud, but, <laughs> but certainly not in a physical sense. But yeah. but do you not think that to the 82-year-old man, let's say if it's a 10-year sentence, that 10-year sentence will probably see out the rest of his life, he'll probably die in jail. Where the 40-year-old, the 10 years, sure, he'll be only 50, he'll be out of jail, he still has another 30 years of his life to go. And that's the argument, isn't it? Yeah, but no, as you know, I'm a Christian, and I'm for forgiving people, I understand that. But when it comes to what that man done, right, he can be forgiven if he's if he's What's called remorseful, remorseful. He wasn't, and I believe. All that stuff. Yeah. But he has to do. He does the crime. He has to do the time. And then we cannot take away from the twenty-three people whose lives he absolutely destroyed, destroyed their mind, their personalities, them growing up, them probably in changing rooms and football teams and being being embarrassed and. Who knows what they went through? And it's, the, it's a disgrace. Doesn't, he's not the only one that has had a, a real low sentence for committing such, a, such crimes as this. There's, there's many more that have got three and four years for doing horrible things. You know, and th- it's just one of the things that gets to me a lot is that they don't realize how bad and how much they have destroyed and taking a person's youth and the mentality and the, everything, just everything about it. You can never get that back for them 23 people. Well, stay there for a second, because Dermot, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? Good as you know. How you doing? Greetings. Dermot, um, do, you believe, do you believe that time spent in jail is more valuable if you're older? We had to follow Peter. Peter, Peter, you make a great archbishop. Like, I can remember <laughs> as a child, I remember as a child the pulpit in my in my church when I was about four or five, and the bishop or the local parish priest stood up and he talked exactly like you. He was banging the thing and he was banging his drum about this that and the other. And you, you were right in, in a lot of what you say. The description maybe this man has caused. You're, you're a bit muffled tonight, Dermot. Are you on a speakerphone or something? 
No, I'm not going to speak up on the song. Okay, well, okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, okay, okay. just a little bit muffled. Go on. Now, can you hear me any better? Yeah, that's okay. Go on. Anyway, now, the, the, the gist of the story is uh, he got old-age people getting a lesser sentence. Yeah. I don't see the point in giving a man of 76 a long sentence, a 10, 15, 20. You can get, the judge can say 20 years, but at the end of the day, how much you have to look at the exchequer as well. How much does it cost to keep a human being in prison? What is the you know what is the point in keeping a man of his age locked up in a cell? Get him to do four or five years. But like if you give, give him fifteen years, so if ten or fifteen years, his life is over. The first time he'd be dead, he will be dead anyway. Yeah, he'll spend a lot so, of his time probably being looked after by the state in prison, in and out of hospital. Precisely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, if you want to get, get down the brass tacks and, and, and leave it, I, I do appreciate the, the, the hurt he caused, and, and he is an, a fucking despicable human being. But what is the point in having a man heading for eighty years of age, locked up in his cell, and coming out? And uh, there's a very good chance he's probably in isolation, away from everybody, because of a man of his age, he won't be able to live in the, the normal prison population. So why be? I did Hill with the rest of the sex offenders. Well, okay, if, if, if there is if there is a sex offenders um, situation. Well, Arbor Hill is where a lot of the sex offenders go. Yeah. Yeah, but the he thing about Gordon is. If, if somebody is if somebody's in their thirties or forties or even fifties, I can totally understand lock them up uh, for for twenty years or twenty five years or whatever. But in the case of him, his his life is is virtually over. He's seventy six years of age now. It's it's very well, he could, he could, well. He could easily live another twenty years. He could exactly. easily live another twenty years. But that's the, this is the, the, the this is the gamble or this is the you, you take your choice. Is he going to live another twenty years? I doubt it very much. Well, I, but, um, but judging by what I've seen on TV of him, he's not. He doesn't look like he's in great health. No, no. and the, the shock of the shock of this and the whole lot is liable to shorten his life. So I'd be more inclined to have him. You're telling me the shock, the shock of him. You're right, actually right. saying the shock on his life when no, he's no, no, at no, the no, 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 people. Peter. Please, Peter, give me some discretion. I'm not defending him for one fucking second. Not for a millisecond. I have no problem kicking the bollocks out of him for the rest of my life. Kick him into the nearest yeah. grave. I have no problem doing that. We can't do that, unfortunately. So what you do is you have to understand what, like, the real world. He's 76, yeah. and then when I said he's shocked, in other words, he's being caught. He's now a pedophile. He's now a sex offender for the rest of his days. And he has very little left to give society... So if you want to spend a hundred grand a year to keep him locked in the cell and feed him and do everything that he do in prisons, then that, that's fine. But okay, but I'd be more inclined to lock him up in in some sort of form of house arrest where he has to sign on to the guards every day and he can go nowhere. He can do nothing. And if he breaks if he breaks it, well then possibly thrown into jail. But I wouldn't be wasting taxpayers' money keeping a bollocks like him in jail because it's he's. he's well, you know, what, what, what's the man of 76 going to do? Well, coincidentally, actually, news just breaking there at the moment on Dublin Live. Two prisoners and several members of staff have just tested positive at a Dublin prison. It's Arbor Hill, actually, coincidentally. Um, uh, that's all we need now as prisoners with COVID-19. Mm. They, they all want to be released now, when you say. Yep. Yeah, well, we could be in real trouble if they start doing that. Okay, but, but Demi, you do accept that prison time is more valuable to somebody who's older than who's somebody who's younger. Of course it is. Yeah. It's like everything else. If you're locking somebody up at 40 years of age, like all, all things being equal, they're going to live for another 40 years. Yep. If you lock somebody up at 76, all things being equal, he's not going to live for another... He's probably got 10 years after his life, yeah. 10 years, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, say no, there... It's, it's, it's really important to understand, because people may come on and say, oh, geez, he's defending this guy. I'm not defending him for a second. I'm defending the exchequer... Well, well, well I do, I do, I mean, here's the thing for the topic, right? I just happened to mention it because that was what brought the topic up in my mind today. I don't want to oh. focus, and I know Peter's very much focused on this particular case, right? I don't want to focus, I mean, it is generally accepted uh, that in court, uh, when somebody is old and they're being sentenced, and when old people tend to get sentenced in court, it tends to be for these type of crimes, because these are historical crimes. So it tends oh. to be for sexual, uh, sexual abuse. We look exactly. at Exactly. Yeah, we look at all the older people who've been in court, the older men generally, in the you last know, never, five or six years, yeah, they've never, all been for sexual see, assault. You never see a man of 75 or 80 years of age um, going down the line 40 years later for murder. ordering a house <laughs> or robbing a car yeah. or, or doing whatever. It's always sexual crimes. It's always it's sexual crimes. Absolutely. I, and nearly always, yes. So they are always, you know, horrifying crimes. But in saying that, uh, they do get lighter sentences. When I say lighter in comparison to what they would have got from their counterparts at a younger age. But stay there both of you a second. Let me just go to Neve as well. Neve, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Neve? 
Hello, Good evening. Nice to talk to you. Neve, should age be a mitigating circumstance? No, I don't think so. He didn't give a shit about what age those kids were. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a very interesting point that was brought up about the house arrest. I'd never thought of that. That's a very, very interesting point about, you know... Is it a good point? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, 100 grand a year on that... On the, on you know that. I mean, not only that, as you get older, the state then obviously has to pick up the tab to bring you in and out of hospital. Because as we know, as yeah, we get yeah. older, we visit yeah. hospital oh, a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. He'll probably you know get better I mean? treatment in in jail than he'll ever get in the outside world, so to speak. I think the thing that we have to, have to remember is that for every person like this, there's victims, and does it help them to see him go down, no matter how long it's for? You know that. Well, I did speak to one of his victims today, and, and you know, yeah, and they I said, heard, yeah. yeah. So they, they are happy, happy to see justice being done, even if it's after 47 years. Yeah, a very brave man to come forward and, you know, mm. wave anonymity, especially for a man. I often think so much harder, you yeah, know, because yeah. not taken it seriously, and it's, it's, it's harder for a man to talk well, about. Well, actually, you know. if I could just intervene there, that chap, I didn't hear your show today, so I didn't hear that. Shame on you. I, I know, shame on me, too, listen, too, too busy listening to Joe Duffy talk about Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't, he was talking about Elvis Presley. <laughs> he was talking about Elvis Presley. He's still on the water whether he ever came to Ireland. Jesus. Yeah. It, was he really? Honestly, God, because... Honestly, God, that was the highlight of RT. That's what you pay your fucking uh, TV. No, because somebody just, somebody just randomly texted in 10 minutes ago, Elvis wasn't in Ireland, and I'm going... Why is somebody saying that to me? I don't know. So is that what Joe... Do- I think Paul, earlier on, the chef said something about his father cooking for Elvis or something like that. Maybe he was in this country they anyway. Um, no, no, no. They, 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 they said he wasn't in Ireland. They said he wasn't in Ireland. Well, sorry, one at a time. Sorry, Neil, what did you say? They said he didn't come to Ireland because his manager was illegal and was afraid he wouldn't get back into the country so if he took Elvis so, out of America. So Neil, put my hand up. She's listening to Joe Duffy Well, you listen to Joe Duffy as well, were you? Well, Ah, Jesus, don't make excuses, Neve. Well, I, well, I, hang on, I have a little bit of a secret, a little bit of a secret here to give away. I'm driving home in the car one day, right? And I, if I'm going home some days, if I'm not on the phone, I might switch over just to see what he's talking about. You have to keep an eye on the competition, you know yourself. Anyway, but all I got that afternoon, I'm going to the live line. So anyway, so I'm listening anyway, and I hear this woman coming on the air, and I says, I know her voice. How are you, Joe? Hey, Joe. I was unfaithful. Joe, Neve, you were unfaithful. We've spoken about That's that. That's shocking, Neil. Shocking. We you were unfaithful, Neve. Well, You're a two-timer. No. We, we, we yeah. Over, didn't we? I, we're I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're over. I mean, you wouldn't. You wouldn't hear Peter doing that. Not a hope. It meant nothing. It was meaningless. It meant nothing. No. Yeah. They all say that. <laughs> you wouldn't hear Peter going on live line. Like hands. It was only 10 minutes of my life, and it, I swear it was meaningless. <laughs> I, I felt dirty after it. <laughs> I felt dirty after it. <laughs> you said, wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> but do, do, you know, I, do you know what I notice? He does, and sorry if we're going off on a tangent here, but you know the thing, the wash your hands thing that he does, right? Yeah, right, yeah, and, and so he's he'd be with a caller, say Peter Beyond, right? He'd be talking to Peter, and he go, and he has to go to break, and he goes, all right, I have time to put a bit of one, 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 wash your hands. And I have no idea what he actually says. I think he's giving out the phone number and saying, wash your hands all in one go and goodbye to Peter. But you actually Ooh. don't know what he says. He goes, thanks for much, Peter. Well, you break, break, watch hands. The amount of times he tells you things. You wouldn't listen to <laughs> you're him. Only, if you don't mind me, hey, Byron, you're only jealous. You're only I'm jealous. I'm only Byron. jealous. You're only jealous. No need to be jealous, Noel. No need to be. Well, look, the, the joys, here's the joys of it. Here's the joys of it. The reason we moved this show three years ago from one o'clock back to 12 o'clock was that we didn't want to compete. There's no point. When I say there's no point in competing, people can have the best of both worlds. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we moved the show back to 12 o'clock so you can listen to me and then you can listen to Joe afterwards if you really want to. I prefer if you didn't. I'd rather you stay listening to Damien Farley here on Ireland's Classic Kids. But you know what I mean? If that's what you're into, you fire away. You be a two-timer. No way. That's, you know what? That's like, <laughs> that, that's like listening to you is like eating a steak dinner and then listening to Joe Duffy is like having a muck dessert after it. <laughs> ah, lads, 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 lads. I'm sorry I brought the fucking subject up there. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've gone, we've gone completely off the topic now. Let me get back to it again. Okay, so getting back to the actual topic, Neve. 
I mean, yeah. realistically, as an old person, I remember that. Did you remember this? The guy that was ninety five that was sentenced a, a few years gone back a while ago in Germany for uh, crimes as a Nazi during World War Two, and a lot of people said at the time, "What's the point in putting him in jail at ninety five? Look, he wasn't always ninety five, and what he did was horrific. Oh yeah, and anyone that touches a child, I mean, personally, I. I don't think he deserves to breathe as long go to prison and be mm. pampers and have a well, he's probably not interested in the PlayStation but whatever he has in his cell and get the best of everything and meals every day and healthcare yeah but I still I'm not I still, one I'm, I'm still a firm believer I'm still a firm believer in, in, in old people getting uh, sentences that they they should be taken into account that maybe now people would say okay if he gets if he's put under house arrest and he has a nice comfortable home but at the end of the day, if he's locked in his home and he literally has to sign on at the Garda station every day or, or twice a week or whatever, and that he's totally re- his life is totally restricted, that he, um, it's, it's every bit as is, um, effective as sticking him in the cell and me, you and Eve and Peter paying our taxes to keep him there. I thought you, I thought you were going to say me, me, Peter and Eve all in a cell together. I was going to say that would be right. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, hang on, well, hang on. Well, let me just go to Rob. Stay there for a second. Rob, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Rob? Evening, now. Hi there. Good. Rob, um, I mean, is, should age be a mitigating circumstance in any sentencing? As I was just saying to your researcher there, Asho. Um, Asho. Why is everyone I, calling I, her Asho now? I should call her today. Um, uh, well, I actually call her Sid. That's her. That's her oh, nickname. Sid, sorry. Yeah. So if you're ringing her up, call her Sid. I call her oh, Sid. Yeah, for future reference, I'll remember for future reference. Yeah, because the reason we call her Sid, I'm gonna—it's not that much of a long story. Somebody texted in one night about Ashling, but predictive text. They said how's Sidling, right? Instead yeah, of Ashling. Yeah. So from there, four years ago, that just turned into Sid. So now we call Ooh. her Sid. Yeah, well, so, you know, it's a long story, okay. but nothing. We must do a yeah, whole topic about nicknames. Welcome to the live line, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, go back to the story again. Sorry, so what do you think yeah. we should do? Right, it strikes me now, uh, okay, he's 75 or whatever his age is, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, you should, yes, he should be sentenced, but a more effective means of sentencing someone like him would be what you don't call them youngsters. Um, would be to sell his house and his assets. Yep. The next stage that I presume he, he, he's comfortable and uh, let him go homeless. Right. Yeah, I have to say the lefties wouldn't like that one. Share that money out amongst his victims. Why, why, not, why not sell his house, right, and use the money to pay for his imprisonment? Um, old people have to do that in homes. See, what's going to happen yeah. here? It's true, yeah, 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 yeah. The fair deal scheme. Yeah. What's going to happen here, though, is that if he's just in jail for what, what was the sentence? Eight years? Eight years. Well, he'll get out after Minus six. Minus 50%. Uh, six years, he'll probably do. Six years. He'll probably no, he probably won't. Him. He'll probably go to a probation officer at his age and probably get out after five. You're right. Yeah, and probably be sent down to um, Lock and House or one of these open prisons, Castle Ray. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like a holiday to the man. Maybe, well, it'll be like a nursing be home, yeah. Well, it'll be mollycoddled. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. Yeah. Mean, meanwhile, you've got, what, 10, 20 lads. 23 lads, yeah. Whose lives were destroyed. I was reading articles there at the weekend about that case. I was harrowing what they were going on. I know. Fair play to that chap, Damien, coming on to you there today. Yeah. Um, he came across very well. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking, I was reading about it. When the, when the other youngsters in the classes or in the school found out they were one of your man's pets, their yeah. lives were even more destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you just imagine? Yeah. And, and and as I said to Damien today, it's kind of weird that at the time, and I remember when I was in the Christian Brothers School at the time, it was kind of well known that these guys existed, these type of guys existed. Um, but it was... It was kind of odd in the sense that everybody went, ah, oh, keep your eye on your man there, don't bend over in front of him, and all this. There was those kind of stories, so everybody knew that was going on, but nobody actually did anything about it. It was kind of I odd. Think, yeah, but I think, now, this comes back to me as well, uh, with the brothers and all that, and they yeah. were evil, and they were sexual deviants. Oh, they were sexual deviants. Not, not all of them, obviously, but most of them. The bottom line is, this guy exists today for, the, for that very reason, because... It was allowed. Jimmy Savile existed because it was allowed. All these people existed because in that era, 
it wasn't. It was. I wouldn't say it wasn't seen as a crime, but it was people literally well, trying was, to get away. Well, okay, when it came to relationships and stuff like that, and, yeah. and I, I think when you're talking about Jimmy Savile, I don't want you to lump him in with everybody else who was a fanboy or a fangirl of an artist in those days. There was a different morality and a different acceptance. Yeah, I mean, exactly, yeah, exactly. but you remember like the big bands, like the Rolling Stones and all these. They would have had groupies, and these groupies were sixteen years of age. These are girls, well, yeah. 15 and 16, sexually flinging themselves at these artists. Yeah. And there was a whole morality at the time that that was somehow okay. Um, uh, because obviously we, we thought differently at the time. That certainly wouldn't be acceptable by today's standards. But in this situation, I remember, and I said it today to Damien, that when I went to my secondary school in Dallas Al College, there was a particular uh, Christian brother. And everybody said the same thing about him. Oh, Jesus, don't bend down in front of him. He goes up and down the stairs during the break and he has quick failure arson. There was all these stories about him at the time. But the, 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 and everybody the knew most, that. He had a nickname. The most obvious, the most obvious one, the most obvious one for, that everyone will remember is Bill Wyman from the Rolling Stones. I mean, Mandy Smith, was, yeah. He was having a sexual affair with a girl of 13. No, he was 16. She was 16 no, when he married No, no, he started, he met her when he was 13. Well, so did, Elv- well, so did Elvis. He married her. He married her when he was, she was 17. Elvis met his wife when he was, she was 13 years of age. And he yeah. was a grown-ass man. So, I mean, yeah. but okay, but that was it. There was a different mindset, although there was eyebrows raised at, raised at Bill Wyman when he was all over the paper after marrying a 16-year-old. But mind you, he's still with her now. So there was eyebrows raised at the time, certainly. But I think now, we look at it now, there's a different morality around all that kind of thing. But, but getting back, this is different yeah. because that was consensual. This is non-consensual. And I know you can't say it's consensual. It was under the age of consent, but still, this is non-consensual. We're I talking about abuse. Idea, Niall. Yeah. You know, can you just imagine that those youngsters having to go back go home that day or that evening and tell their mommy or daddy, okay, your man was touching me and he was messing around with me. Mm. How that would be received at home at that time? That that doesn't happen now, thank God. No, no, no. Sure, you, that happened now, you'd be straight to a guard. Yeah. But the yeah. difference is as well, like, you know, it, it happened a long time ago, yes, but like, this doesn't go away in, with these people. No, so What else did he do? He didn't just stop. You know, and to be fair, and to be fair, this, convers- this conversation, this conversation is not about mitigating what he did. To be fair, as I said, no, 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 not, none of us no, here are no, mitigating no, no. for one second what this guy did. The, 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 the question is: Is it justifiable to lock him up in a prison? And what is okay? It's a well, fair point. If he, if he has assets, maybe they, they should look into yeah. to to um, seizing his assets, selling them, and jail him, and get and use his money to keep him in jail. But I don't. But my point is, I don't want my taxpayer's money going to keep him in a cell and giving him these three fucking meals a day, and he's the best of this and the best of that, because that's a, no mistake about it, that's what he gets. Okay, well, listen, I have to take a break and got over time, so please, uh, if you want to save me one or two years, you can, uh, Ashton can decide that. I don't know, I'm not too sure about the radio cheat, if we can keep her on. But anyway, <laughs> keep texting, keep WhatsApping the numbers 087-188-0008. The question I'm simply asking you is, should age be mitigating circumstances in any crime, by the way, we are focusing very much on one crime, which is a heinous, horrendous crime, but in any crime, should age be a mitigating circumstance when it comes to sentencing? All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Um, please state me if you can there, Neve, and also state me to Dermot there for a second. Okay, let me just go to Anthony if I can. Anthony, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anthony? How you doing, Niall? Uh, nice to talk to you, Anthony. Now, Anthony, just before uh, you come on there, you were just talking to Ashling, and um, you're... Uh, is, is that right? Is that right? What person? Sorry, okay, I'll come, to, I'll come to that person in a second. So go ahead, Anthony. Right, I've been on to you before, Niall, the industrial school. Oh, I know who you are now, Anthony. Sorry, I do yeah. apologise. I know who you are. Right, listen. The people that raped me from the age of 7 to 11, they do not deserve to live the rest of their life in peace. They need the fear of God putting through them. Every one of them. And some of them have been dealt with it, some of them haven't. But these guys in Terranor, these guys, yeah. think of this. That man's going to go home tomorrow and carry on his normal life. That's it. That's the justice you get. No, no, After no. Hold on. Well, years, well, hang on. Who's going to go home and carry their normal life? The oh, the, the victims. The years. victims. Eight years. Well, yeah, he, right? he, he'll do five years in jail, maybe. Harbour Hill, cushy place, all that nonsense. Right? But put him in Wheatfield, Mount Joy, where the real criminals are, and let him have fear. The same fear that we all had. It's fear, Niall. I told you this before. Fear is the trick to all of this. That's why they get away with it. Mm-hmm. The fear of what's going to happen. They never had fear. Give them fear. One week. One week in Mount Joy for your man. You know, some sort of justice. You've got to have justice for these people. And Not in these Arbor Hills or these Lachlan houses or these uh, cookery classes nonsense. Real jail. Real fear that somebody's going to get you at some time for no reason whatsoever other than the fact they can 
And do you believe, does, does it matter how old you are? Should you get the same sentence? Like if you were 40 or 95, does it matter? I deal with the tomb crowd now. Most of them are over 80. That's right. right? And yeah. would I like to see somebody of that age and that stature be in jail? Um, could they could they handle it physically? Yes. Yes. Well, 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 let me, well, let me, well, you talked about tomb. There's only two of the nuns who are left in the bond secures, right? Uh, and yeah. they're, they're in nursing homes, from what I believe. One has Alzheimer's and doesn't remember very much. The other one, I believe, is quite old and frail too. If there were criminal charges from that came out of Tum, right? Let's just say there were criminal charges. Do you believe putting those two in jail at this stage of their life would achieve anything? Oh God, you got me there. Do you understand know what uh, I'm saying? Apart from probably wasting taxpayers' money because you're going to have to pay for them, they're in nursing home anyway. They're not going anywhere. So does that achieve anything? When you say that punishment should be equal across the board, well, let me leave. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. So let, I just gave the example. There's two of the bond securers left. I believe the rest are all passed away. There's two of them, and they're quite elderly. They're both in their nineties. I, I think actually one only died recently. I'm not too sure, to be honest with you. But let's just say, for example, and there was a suggestion of criminal charges. Would it serve a purpose to take them out of a nursing home and put them into jail in ninety five? Not really. No, would it? Probably it wouldn't. But it just really stopped me in my tracks there because. That just brought it home to me there. That that's somebody that actually knows what they're talking about. Do you know what I mean? Like Anthony, some, yeah. It, and it's so easy for me to say, oh, well, this is what I think. This is what I think. Anthony lived it. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has the right, and I'm sorry, Anthony, that that... Those no, no problem. Carry on, that, carry on. I'm really sorry that they did that. But if anyone has the right to turn around and say what should happen. People like Anthony. And this is where I think that they should be... I would in. agree with you in some sense. but And I know in Japan, by the way, they do that. The victim's family, uh, particularly in murder cases, decide what the sentence is going to be, uh, which is a very unusual way of doing justice. But the problem is, if Anthony or I, you know, if I was abused, or and I know Anthony was is the one who decides what the sentence would be, well, then everybody would go to jail for life. Do you, do you, and I don't mean that in a bad way, because I believe they deserve it. But I'm just saying no, you can't, you can't bring emotion I, into justice either. I don't even mean that. I just mean that it's easy for me to, to st- sit here tonight and say, oh, well, I think this, I think that. Uh, you know, for Anthony to actually on, have gone through this and lived, lived this, you know, He's the one with the opinion. In my, it, just in my opinion, because I can't imagine. And well, that, that's why years ago they brought in victim impact statements uh, yeah, to give the judge an, an opportunity to see how it impacts on somebody's life. I don't think it affects the sentencing as such. Sorry, Jeremy, do you want to say something there? Uh, Anthony there, yeah. I'm just asking, is he still there? He is, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Listen how are you doing, Anthony? I mean, no, my point was this, was probably, again, was from the start, was is there any... Would you sleep better at night knowing that an abuser is behind bars? His abuser, his abuser, yeah. His abuser. Oh, was he abused? Anthony was abused himself, yes. By this this guy? No, not by this particular individual, no. Oh, no, no, okay. But but the point is, would you sleep better at night if knowing a, a abuser was in prison if he was the one that had abused you rather than, would say, under house arrest? Absolutely, absolutely. You Absolutely. prefer behind bars? Well, I said to Niall two years ago, I said, look, does, does, you can go out and go drink driving in Ireland when you could, and you get 12 months ban, you pick up a gun at 10 years, but you could ride children to the gates of hell, and nothing. You could walk out of court that day. Nothing. There was no starting line. To me, if you abuse a child, 20 years, let's start there and then see how good of a Christian you were all your life. And we give you a bit yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I totally agree with that. But the, the, the point of this conversation is age. The fact that he's 76, there's a very, like, okay. You I was know, seven. All, all things being equal. I was he, seven. He, 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 Hang on, David. Sorry, as he's speaking. Sorry, go ahead. Anthony. I was seven. Did anybody no, no, care no, no, about no, that? No, 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 that's not the point. I, I totally understand that. Like, at the end of the day, all, all sex abuse cases are children. They're not adults. Because if, if a guy tries to, to abuse an adult, he'll get a fucking kick in the balls very quick. And that'll be the end oh, of that. Oh, give me 10 so minutes with them now, and that's my justice. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. What, 10 minutes. Yeah, sorry, give me 10 minutes just, with them, and I swear I'd be happy. Well, then, then you well, see, Well, see, and, and Anthony, I agree with you. And if it was me, or if it was my family, give me 10 minutes with them too. And, and yeah. that'd be the best justice ever. But in saying that, that's not the way justice works, and we know that. 
and we can't do that. The same way as I've often said on the air, and I actually got a complaint about it not so long ago, that if somebody say harm my daughter or my partner or whatever, um, I, you know, or did something to them, I'd put a bullet in their head. Now, I would accept, by the way, can I say from the broadcasting point of view, I would accept that I need to go to jail for putting a bullet in their head because that's a crime. But that's the way I feel emotionally. It doesn't mean I'd actually do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? We all have to accept the justice system is there for a reason. It fails us a lot of the time, Anthony. It does fail us. But in saying it's there for a reason. Oh, of course, to be honest, if we didn't, if we didn't have a justice system, we'd mayhem. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be... We never, in this country now, me and you have discussed this for years now, we've never had a line in the sand when it comes to children. No. It depends on who you are, where you're from, who the what judge your is. background is, who the judge is. No, the children. The children, leave them alone. The point I would put in on this, the point I put in on this, Anthony, is this: I don't. I think the one that the, the biggest. Um, the, I, I said shock earlier on. I don't. I don't mean it to sound like you know. I hope he wasn't shocked by that. The biggest fucking kick in the balls for him was one that he was found guilty. Okay, that's that he got his day in court and he was found guilty. I just do not think that it's going to his life is going to be any worse or any better by putting him in prison. I think in some ways he'd almost be better to, for him to go into prison. Maybe. Well, where are you going, Armour Hill? Yes, probably. Yeah, possibly. But, but the thing about it is, if he's living in, in we'll say, in um, under house arrest or that, he will be fearful for the rest of his life of, of not just of, of the people he abused, but he'll also be afraid to open his front door because he will be known to his neighbours, he'll be known to the, As a the public in general. And his life is going to be a fucking mess whether he goes to jail or not. So I would, I would have thought, possibly looking at, at a house arrest, sign on every day at a guard station, and your life is restricted for the rest of your days, and you're not going to cost me, you, and everybody else, taxpayers. Okay, but, but, but hang on a second. Sorry, Neve, you want to say something just before I go to Jason there? Go ahead, Neve. I just think they need to get their shit together. I mean, I was sexually assaulted. He got three years. Mm-hmm. Three fucking years. Oh, you? I, so, me, I never knew that. Oh, yeah, years ago. I was, I was just coming up to my 17th birthday. Well, I'm so sorry um, to hear that, Neve. You never shared that before. And, and, thank, and by the way, I appreciate your honesty. But, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. And he got three years. You'd get more for not complaining or cheating. In this country, and, maybe. Yeah. And believe me, the worst part of it was, and I know, sorry, it's totally off the point, but I felt like I was on trial, not him. He got an easy time. He just had to say... You had, you had to stand there and well. defend yourself, yeah. It was almost like, what, how dare you bring this case against somebody? How dare I be out? How dare I be wearing what I was wearing? I was, I was, I was half what colour underwear I had on. I was, I wasn't even, like, above the age of consent. But that's what I was asked. You were asked um, what you were wearing. And, was, and, and they were, I, I know recently that has come up a lot in court, about, you know, the, the criticism of that being been, even been suggested. But this was a long time ago before yeah. they started sort of criticising shit, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what really sickens me for, you Did know, you know, by the way, did you know the person? No, I didn't. Okay, no, I didn't. It was a stranger. No. Well, it turns out he was from the area, but I didn't. Yeah, you didn't know. know. Okay, because I know just um, a lot of these crimes are usually committed by people, uh, no. people that, are, that are known to you, you know. No, it was, it was your real stereotypical, you know, jumping out almost right of a Behind the bush, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah real. Like, I'm sorry to hear that, Neve. I didn't know that. But it's when I hear, when I hear Anthony, you know, he was seven years of age. I've got an 11-year-old boy and I would kill. Yeah. I would kill him. Yeah, I would kill him. Myself. Oh no, I would want. I would. Happily I would feel the same way. Time. But do, do me a favor. Stay there for a second. Let me just go to Jason as well. Jason, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Jason? Hey, Neil. How are you? Uh, Jason. Okay. No, I wanted. To, Ashley just gave me a link to the story here. Retor- retired soldier jailed for rape and abuse of his daughters. Um, and this is a story in relation. Justice Patrick McCarthy said Jerry O'Keefe's crimes brought about the destruction of his daughter's childhoods. He raped one and sexually abused the other, and he was put into jail for ten years at sixty-eight years of age uh, from Yall in County Cork. And that was your wife and one yeah, of his daughters. Amy was the eldest daughter. And, yeah. Uh, so I suppose. I would, um, you know, we've been living with us, I suppose, for a long time. And I suppose, I, uh, I, I love the show, actually, by the way. I'm a big fan. Oh, thanks very much, Jason. Appreciate and, it. And um, I actually agree with Dermot an awful lot of the time. And I like Dermot. He, well, he's after his leave and there. But I think in this, in this occasion, he might be wrong because, you see, in an ideal world, what he's saying is grand. And in theory, what he's saying is fine and, you know, saving the tax and that they put him under house arrest. But what these people... And what I mean by these people, these paedophiles, have in common is, um, first of all, is the word I use is arrogance. 
they're very ar- they're arrogant people and defiant until the last. Until like in my wife's case, um, jury didn't admit defeat as the judge said in one of the articles, like on the eleventh hour. Yeah, and these, well, like I point out, these were nine sample charges, of course. I mean, there was many other times and instances, three charges yeah. of rape oh, and yeah. five of a decent assault. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, he, he was willing to let his two daughters take the stand and put them through. So what I'm saying is, by Dermot theoretically saying that, you know, um, this paedophile is sitting in a house and he's afraid. He's not. He's arrogant. He thinks he got away with it, that he's above everyone else. It's a power Thing, like that lady was talking there about some of the incidents that happened to her where he commented on what she was wearing and stuff. They all have a lot of these similar things in common. And they, they also rely on fear, as somebody mentioned earlier on there, someone who yeah. mentioned fear. They rely on the fear that you won't say anything. Yeah. See, and the, the, and the, I know your your wife was uh, when this started, she was eight years of age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was eight years of age and uh, she she was um she was raped by her father. And it stopped she when she it stopped when she was twelve. Yeah. So, so the the cleverness of this guy t- to stop when she reached an age of maturity that maybe she might say something. Yeah, I suppose that was the whole thing. Or that she could maybe perhaps and, get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and then he um, moved. He would, you know, there was two. There was another daughter there as well, uh, Melissa. Yeah. So, like you know, so he. But what I'm saying is, like, um, I suppose the topic that you're talking about today is a too old to send into prison. Like, I don't think. Like, I don't think it is because of the words I'm going back to is arrogance and defiance and thinking that they're just above it all. Like you used to remember this man walked around for 30 years after these incidents, like, mm-hmm. and he was getting so confident and cocky. Like he was almost passing and buying conversations in bars and stuff like that. So if you get inside the mind of these people, that they're not going to be in this house if they're under a house arrest in fear or because they're so arrogant, they're sick people. Like they will never, ever change. Like, this is the way they are. So you have to; they have to be locked up to do their time. And like, he he got ten years. Obviously, that I I, I would imagine. I maybe I'm wrong in thinking this. That, that that was a disappointing sentence. Ten years. You would imagine he would have got a lot well, more. Well, Amy says, like I'm only the like if Amy had to go through it. I suppose I'm just the support network, you know, yeah. from above looking in. And and, and by I the suppose, way, you know, yeah. and and that's a, that's a good thing to have somebody there to support you. And I'm sure it's a difficult time for you to support your wife through something like that. It must have been awful. Well, it's very difficult for her, like you know, to, to go through what she has to go through. Mm-hmm. And I saw I unfortunately used to watch someone you love go through it. So yeah, um, and bringing I, it all back to them as well. Yeah, but I never actually had the thing of you know, oh, I'd kill him or beat him up or anything like that. I never had that much vengeance or anger. I suppose. But I can I I mean, and I understand you know, Anthony was talking about that a few minutes ago. But you know, I do understand that vengeance and anger and anger. I know Anthony said, yeah. "Give me ten minutes in a room with him," and I can understand somebody feeling like that. Yeah, but like, you know, you, what I said there earlier, but they, they don't change with the arrogance. I remember in the court, you know, we were three years, Amy was three years trying to get her case through and just, you know, to get him convicted and stuff like that. And I remember on one of the days of the high courts, you know, we're country people, so it was a big thing for us to be up there like this, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was across the hall, we'll say, as such, like, you know. And he was actually sitting there. Now, I, you see, if you put yourself, if you're a normal person, like, you know, you would be inf- you'd be afraid of your life. Oh, I'm I'm in deep trouble here, like you know. Yeah. But with these people, he actually was staring her down at one stage across the hall. Like the arrogance of it. Like I mean, he was just you know he wasn't being far away from being sentenced. So, so these people don't feel that they feel they're above all that. And so he and, sh- he showed no remorse whatsoever for what he did. No, no, and even to this day, like my wife probably craves you know for him to apologize. So that she can, you know, mm-hmm. obviously she would probably forgive him, like you know, because that's the type of person she is. Yep. But um, yeah. no, he doesn't see it. So putting these people into a house arrest is just—it's um, fine for a normal person, but it's not for the likes of these people. Like, I spoke to somebody uh, not so long ago who was also equally was similar uh, crime was raped by their father, and they said they wanted to go and visit him, um, to talk to him and ask him why he did it. Yeah, you know, now that he's been found guilty and now that he's in jail. Uh, to find out why he why he did it and, and to see if there's, there's any remorse and and that whole idea of craving the remorse that you want him to be sorry for what he did, you know, and I, and I understand that. You want them to be sorry. Mm-hmm. The other thing I, I suppose that she, 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 mm. she kind of feels like is also like that, um, you know, when she was a witness to the state for this case yeah, and so it was, it was high profile news at the time. It was the top of the hour and six to one and all this kind of stuff from front lane frontline news you know yeah but after this uh, event was um it was almost like she was just dropped so obviously she had her um issues you know she needed counseling and stuff like that so we had to pull into here trying to figure out ways of getting her counseling and the sickening part of it was he went in there he was seen by a psychologist a psychiatrist team 
and he was all he was um, taken under their wing straight away to try and you know. Well, that was the point um, I made to Eve earlier on. This, this, this guy, this seventy-six-year-old today, he'll, as we said already, most yeah. likely go to Arbor Hill, and he'll get better treatment in Arbor Hill than he probably will in his own home. He'll get the best medical care, best everything. Yeah, but it's not just and that. It's putting the, it's putting them in with, with like-minded individuals. It's like a second country club where they're all of a similar sickness. Mm. You know, put them into Mount Joy. You know, I totally agree. Let them feel something. You see, it's, it's well-known fact that uh, you know sexual offenders when they when they go to Mount Joy don't fare off too well. I don't yeah, think everybody. Really, nice and, and I don't I don't well believe anybody all. really cares too much about that. But I mean, that's just. But if you think of like my wife now would say, is this is three years on from the case, and she still you know needs counselling and stuff like that. But like immediately after the case, we contacted a low cost counselling uh, service, and we were told there was an eighteen month waiting list. See, this and is the problem. But there's nothing there for the victims. Nothing yeah. there for the victims. So she's kind of pursuing something like that to help other people. Uh, she's doing an article during the week with Liz Dunphy and the Examiner stuff like that. Well, well, by the way, tell her she's welcome to come on the air and, 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 and you know, give it a plug or whatever she wants to do at any time. Anytime yeah, she's welcome. There is nothing there for people like Amy. Like, it's, it's almost, no, she was lucky enough, I suppose, she had a good family support. But yeah. sometimes everybody doesn't have that. Like, I mean, if you were suicidal and depressed, let's be honest, and someone says, well, we won't be able to see you for 18 months. It could so be that's not much use to you. Pressure. So what's the point? I mean, yeah. with mental illness, it's not a case of, I can't wait for 18 months. No, it's, it's now. I need to see somebody yeah. now. Yeah. Absolutely, so she's fighting for something like that to, you know, help help these victims, like you know. I mean, it must. So. I mean, obviously, I could never understand the effect that would have on somebody's life, uh, and it must be very hard because it's always going to be in the back of your mind because that's a life sentence she has. It is a life sentence for Amy, yeah. but she 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 um she she deals with it very well. She mm. um she puts a lot of faith in God and stuff like that, and she yeah. studies the Bible and she gets a lot of reprieve and you know um. From, Absolutely, from and whatever gives you whatever gives you comfort. That's yeah. I mean, we five kids, so she needs to be, you know, strong yeah. as well at the end of the same breath. But uh, she's amazing, really. Yeah, that how she's able to do it all. But and but she has her down days, like you know, behind closed doors. She doesn't yeah. have her down days. But of course she would. Um, you know, so ho- that's what she's hoping for to get services. You know, for people like that. Yeah. Her, like, Sorry, Neve. What are you trying to say there? Sorry. I just I remember at the time with me the one thing that that kept creeping into my mind was he's not winning this one. He's not taking the rest of my life. Hard and all as it was, he's not having it. Yeah. He doesn't deserve it, and, he, and he's not having it. Yeah. It took years, and still there's times when it creeps up. It might be something stupid on the TV, and suddenly it's right back there. But he's not having it. He's not having... Yeah, he got out after three years. He's not having the rest of my life. Did he, did, so I, so the sentence he got, was it a three-year sentence, or did he get out after three years? What was it? Oh, three-year sentence. So, got so he probably got out after months. 18 months, of the truth be known, yeah. Probably. And were you, by the way, were you informed when he was when he was when he was released? Do they can't the prison service contact you and say, "Listen, just to let you know, he's getting out in two weeks, or he's out on TOR at the I moment"? Or I don't know. Um, do you know what? They may have contacted my parents, and okay. they just chose not to tell me because I was so young. Oh, so okay. Maybe they chose not to tell me. It's something we just don't discuss, you know. Yeah. But no, definitely not me personally. No, not me personally. Um, but somebody must have, because I mean, I think they have to, don't they? Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, I mean, in the case in Jason's wife's case, I mean, Jason, he was sixty-eight when he went into jail. That was two thousand seventeen, um, or the end of two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. So, I mean, realistically, he's out of jail probably by two thousand twenty-five. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm sure your your wife and sister are prepared for that, or they are in some way. Well, it's very difficult to prepare for that. Well, there's no sentence. There's no time that's ever going to heal. You know, as Amy yeah. said, if you got 10 years, if you got 20 years, if you got five years, you know, it's just, uh, it's a number to them. It's um, it's what to, to deal with their own issues. I mean, you can't change what's um, embedded memories in your head, you know. And yeah. It's not going to help at times if he gets 15. She's just holding out for hope maybe that someday he'll see the light and, you know, uh, apologise for what he done. It's never too late until, you know... On, once you once you have a breath in yeah, you. because he's not even acknowledging it. This is the problem. No, he's he's showing extreme kind of. Um, but that's what I'm saying to you about arrogance. You see, and I, I see a similarity with a lot of cases like that. That they just actually think that they're above. That they can. They're doing it because they can, and they've got away with it for years. I mean, years ago it was rampant in Ireland, as you're talking about. Like. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. By the way, I'm just looking at the, at the notes on the case here. Justin McCarthy said O'Keefe's guilty plea must be taken into account in the mitigation. Uh, but he said the plea came not on the 11th hour, but at five minutes to midnight after the legal proceedings. In other words, he made them yeah. go through the whole case and, yeah. and then admitted uh, pleaded guilty. Yeah. You know? So, I, mean, like, you know I mean, you have kids up there, Neil, and you, like, I mean, it's hard to sit by and watch, you know, your, your loved one going through it. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, for him to do it to his own daughters, you see, but that's what I'm saying. He became emotionless. He became detached. 
So they don't actually feel, they just want to um, satisfy their, their orders and their needs. So they don't change these particular type of people. So just going back to Dermot's point, is like it, 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 what he's saying is, go, is great to a person with a normal mind. That's fine what Dermot is saying. You yeah. know, to rehouse them and this and that and put them under house arrest. But to people like that, it's just, they have to do the time, I think, no matter what age they are, just to say what you did was wrong. This is the time you're spending. I don't care if you're 100 or if you die in there. So be it. This is, what, this is your own bed. You made it. Like, you know? Yeah, somebody said to me the other day there, they asked me a question and they said, I want you to, when it comes to prison, I want you to put it in the correct order. Revenge, retribution and rehabilitation. The three ors, right? And yeah. what order would you put them into? What order would you put them into? Um, what are the three again? Maybe? Revenge, retribution, and rehabilitation. And from my perspective, from Amy's perspective, or from, well, I think from I think from I, I mean, what is, the, the purpose of prison? I suppose I I believe some people are past rehabilitation. Yeah, I don't believe that's possible. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it is retribution. I suppose as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's punishment essentially. Yeah, I think yeah, retribution would be first. I think in a way. Yeah. Yeah, particularly depending, I suppose, on the nature of the crime. Yeah, and then, um, like, as Amy says, like, um, you know, she, she, she has faith and and stuff like that, and she would just hope that he would see the error of his ways. Yeah. And, you know, but, I mean, I I think she's hope, she, you know, she's more hopeful than anything. Like, it doesn't look like he's going to do it at this stage. Yeah. Which is no. kind of sad in a way. But I think he probably would have done it by now, all right. You're probably right. I think so, like, yeah. You know. Well, listen, it was, it was lovely talking to Jason. Give my regards to Amy and Melissa. And, uh, indeed, as I said to you, if Amy ever wants to come on the air and talk about, I know you said she has plans to set up a support group for people and or for the victims. Um, if she ever wants to come on the air and talk about it or give it a bit of a plug or whatever she needs to do, uh, okay. to don't forget to send us, pop us an email and, and you're, she's very welcome on the air to talk to us. Yeah, appreciate that, Niall. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Jason. Right. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks very much, Bye. Neve, And thanks to Anthony as well for getting involved in that. Um, and we'll discuss with Neve again her cheating with the Joe Duffy show. That's, that's a whole other argument, Neve. <laughs> I know, Neve. You need to behave yourself now. All right. I will. Wash yeah. your hands. Wash oh, your hands. All right. After the break, we're going to lighten the mood just a little bit. Um, and thank you to all the callers who got involved in that, by the way, to Jason and, and to Anthony and, and Dermot and Peter and, and Neve and everybody else, who Rob, everybody else who got involved in that conversation. Interesting conversation. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.